John MacArthur, in his study of Luke 2, emphasizes the profound theological depth and historical accuracy in Luke's gospel, especially in the narrative of Jesus' birth. He admires Luke's meticulous approach as both a historian and a theologian, underscoring how every element in Luke's account carries deeper truths and historical significance. MacArthur focuses on the familiar Christmas story from Luke 2, 8, 14, where angels announce the birth of Jesus to shepherds. This passage, often recited during the holiday season, is rich with theological themes such as salvation, divine presence, and the glorification of God. MacArthur accentuates that these themes are not just simple elements of a story, but are deeply rooted in biblical prophecy and tradition. He brings attention to the prophecy in Micah 5, 2, which foretold the birthplace of the Messiah in Bethlehem about 700 years earlier. This prophecy's fulfillment, according to MacArthur, was not due to human planning, but was orchestrated by divine providence. He stresses that neither Joseph nor Mary, the earthly parents of Jesus, played a deliberate role in fulfilling this prophecy. Instead, the fulfillment was engineered by God, working through the actions of people unaware of their part in this divine plan. The census ordered by Caesar Augustus and the consequent journey of Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem are affirmed as examples of God's providential workings. These events, seemingly mundane administrative acts, were, in MacArthur's view, tools used by God to bring about the prophecy's fulfillment. He marvels at how God's providence works through natural processes and human decisions, guiding history without overtly displaying miraculous interventions. MacArthur concludes that the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, influenced by earthly rulers like Caesar Augustus and Herod, who were oblivious to biblical prophecies, demonstrates God's supreme authority and control over human history. This event illustrates the intertwining of human free will and divine sovereignty, showcasing God's ability to fulfill His plans through both miraculous and non-miraculous means. Also, MacArthur delves into the profound yet understated nature of Jesus Christ's birth. He asserts the contrast between the event's world-changing significance and its humble circumstances in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph, staying in a simple traveler's shelter, found themselves without proper lodging, leading to Jesus being born and placed in a feed trough, a detail symbolizing the obscurity of this momentous event. MacArthur highlights the anonymity of Jesus' birth, unnoticed by the bustling town, yet known in its divine importance to Mary and Joseph. Joseph, having been divinely informed, knew Jesus was the promised Saviour, while Mary was told by Gabriel that her son would be the Son of the Most High, destined to reign eternally. The sermon indicates God's choice to announce Jesus' birth to shepherds, a group considered low in social status. This choice subverts expectations, as one might anticipate such a revelation to be made to religious or political leaders. Instead, it was these humble shepherds who first heard the angelic proclamation of the Saviour's birth. Central to MacArthur's message is the angel's announcement in Luke 2.11, maintaining Jesus as a Saviour, a core tenet of Christian belief. He argues that the concept of a saving God is consistent with the Old Testament, challenging the view that the Old Testament only presents God as judgmental. MacArthur contrasts the compassionate and saving nature of the God of Israel with the indifferent or hostile gods of other contemporary religions. He points out that unlike these deities, the God of Israel was known for His mercy and desire to save. 
Moreover, MacArthur reiterates that figures like Mary and Zacharias in the New Testament recognized God as a Savior, an understanding rooted in the Old Testament. Jesus' arrival as the Savior was a fulfillment of this long-standing belief, offering a final atoning sacrifice for humanity's sins and embodying the hope of salvation promised throughout the Scriptures. Last but not least, MacArthur explores the concept of God as a Savior. Repeating this through the historical experiences of Israel and its wider theological implications. He illustrates how God revealed his saving nature to Israel in tangible ways, through deliverance from Egyptian bondage, crossing the Red Sea, and entering the Promised Land. This pattern of divine deliverance, according to MacArthur, continued throughout history, even against threats like genocides by Stalin and Hitler, underlining God's enduring protection of Israel. MacArthur expands this concept to a global context, contending that God's role as a savior extends beyond Israel to the entire world. He notes that the world's existence, predominantly non-Christian, and its capacity to experience life's joys, reflects God's saving grace. This idea challenges traditional views on sin and punishment, suggesting that God's nature is fundamentally about saving humanity from sin's immediate consequences, the sermon then dives into the spiritual and eternal dimensions of God's salvation, particularly for believers. MacArthur cites biblical passages to underscore that God's saving nature is consistent across both Testaments and is personified in Jesus Christ. He discusses the Trinitarian aspect of salvation, emphasizing that the Holy Spirit, alongside God the Father and Jesus, functions as a Savior. Furthermore, MacArthur examines the historical and cultural resonance of the Saviour concept, particularly in Jewish and Greek contexts. He contrasts Jesus Christ, the ultimate Saviour, with historical figures like Caesar Augustus, who were also titled Saviour of the World. Concluding, MacArthur stresses the importance of personal salvation, urging individuals to embrace Christ as their Saviour. He closes with a prayer, expressing gratitude for the salvation offered through Christ accentuating its transformative and eternal significance for believers. In conclusion, MacArthur offers an in-depth theological and historical analysis of the gospel narrative, particularly the birth of Jesus. He commends Luke for his meticulous approach as both a historian and theologian, affirming the profound truths and historical depth embedded in the account. MacArthur's focus is primarily on the passage of Luke 2, 8, 14 where angels announced Jesus' birth to shepherds. This section, commonly recited during Christmas, is laden with theological themes such as salvation, the divine presence, and the glorification of God, which MacArthur debates are not merely narrative elements, but deeply entrenched in biblical prophecy and tradition. Further, a key aspect of MacArthur's analysis is the emphasis on divine providence, especially in the fulfillment of the prophecy from Micah 5. 2. About the Messiah's birth in Bethlehem. He asserts that this fulfillment was orchestrated by God through natural events and human decisions, such as the census ordered by Caesar Augustus, which led to Joseph and Mary's journey to Bethlehem. MacArthur marvels at the subtlety with which God's providence operates, orchestrating history without overt miracles. Besides, MacArthur digs into the humble circumstances of Jesus' birth, he contrasts the event's monumental significance with its modest setting in Bethlehem, where Jesus was born in a simple shelter and placed in a feed trough. This, according to MacArthur, symbolizes the obscurity of this pivotal event, 
He also discusses the social implications of God announcing the birth to shepherds, individuals of low social status, which subverts conventional expectations. Additionally, central to his sermon is the angel's proclamation of Jesus as a savior, aligning with the Old Testament depiction of a compassionate saving God. MacArthur contrasts this with the indifferent or hostile deities of contemporary religions, highlighting the unique nature of the God of Israel. He extends this discussion to God's role as a global savior, disputing that his grace extends beyond Israel to the entire world, thus challenging traditional notions of sin and punishment. Lastly, MacArthur touches on the Trinitarian aspect of salvation and contrasts Jesus' role as the ultimate savior with historical saviors like Caesar Augustus. He concludes by indicating the importance of embracing Christ as a personal savior, maintaining the transformational and eternal impact of this salvation for believers.